Hi, everybody. This is Monica Reinagel, and you're listening to The Nutrition Diva, quick and dirty tips for eating well and feeling fabulous. A lot of you have been writing with questions about protein. Will eating more protein help you lose weight, burn fat, or build muscle? And how much protein should you eat? Should you be adding protein powders and shakes to your daily routine? The news about protein is pretty good. Most of the things you've heard are actually true, although there is a fair amount of fine print that often gets overlooked. Now, fine print, as you know, is my specialty. So let's get out the opera glasses and we'll take a closer look at the claims about protein. Claim number one, protein speeds up your metabolism and burns fat and calories. Now, this one is true. Protein has a number of documented effects on your metabolism. It's been shown to increase thermogenesis, to decrease your energy efficiency and improve the metabolism of fats. And all of that just means it helps you use up more calories than you otherwise would. The fine print with this one has to do with the magnitude of these effects. The way these studies are reported in the press can be kind of misleading. For example, here's an example I found on the internet. Quote, a study in the Journal of Human Nutrition and Dietetics found that high-protein meals significantly improved fat metabolism. End quote. Now, when most of us hear that something made a significant difference, we understand this to mean that the difference was meaningful, because that's the way we use this word in regular life. But when statisticians say that a finding was significant, all they're saying is that they're 95% sure that it wasn't just due to chance or random variation. In other words, an effect may be statistically significant without being terribly meaningful in the real world. So while it may be technically true that eating more protein will cause you to burn more calories, it might take a year or two for those extra calories to add up to just one pound of weight loss. Still, every little bit counts. Claim number two. Eating more protein helps you eat less. Now, this too may be true. Higher protein meals tend to keep you satisfied for longer, and this can be helpful for those who are trying to watch their calories. Let's say you're trying to lose a few pounds, so you cut back on calories. As a result, you might feel some hunger, and at this point, it can go one of two ways. Either you cave in and eat, and that thwarts your weight loss efforts, or you stick to your diet and you manage to lose some weight, but you're hungry and miserable the whole time. Well, eating more protein when cutting your calories keeps you from feeling quite as hungry, and this can make your weight loss attempts either more successful, less unpleasant, or both. In practical terms, this means that when you're looking for calories to cut, why not cut the fats and the carbohydrates first? Rather than cutting your usual breakfast in half and eating one egg and one piece of toast, you could try eating two eggs and no toast. Instead of eating half a hamburger and bun, you could eat the whole burger but skip the bun. You get the idea. Claim number three, eating more protein will help you build muscle. This one is also true. Your body uses protein to build and repair muscle tissue, and exercise increases your need for protein. If you're getting a lot of exercise, getting more protein will help you recover faster and build more muscle tissue. But it doesn't take as much as you may have been led to believe. Researchers recently measured the effects of protein on muscle synthesis by feeding people steaks and then measuring the rate at which their bodies built new muscle tissue after the meal. After people ate four ounces of beef, their muscle synthesis rates went up by 50%. And after they ate 12 ounces of beef, their muscle synthesis went up by 50%. In other words, four ounces worked just as well as 12 ounces. There's no need to overdo it. Now, you may have read that high-protein diets can strain your kidneys. Now, if you have kidney disease, it's true that a high-protein diet is definitely not for you. But there's not very much evidence to suggest that people with healthy kidneys have anything to worry about. It is true that eating more protein can be dehydrating, which will cause your urine to become more concentrated, 
But this isn't a sign of kidney damage. In fact, it's just the opposite. Concentrated urine is a sign that the kidneys are doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Drinking more water is a relatively easy way to deal with the dehydrating effects of high-protein diets. Protein also can have an acidifying effect. I explained this in episode number 43. The problem is not that your body or your blood will become too acid. Your body will quickly intervene to normalize your pH. However, it does that by drawing calcium from your bones, and that could potentially lead to thinning bones. The solution here is to be sure to get enough calcium, especially if you're eating a higher protein diet. So how much protein should you eat? Well, the Institute of Medicine recommends that protein make up 10 to 35% of your calories. Well, that's a pretty wide range. The lower end of this range represents the amount that you need just to keep your body functioning at a basic level. But to take full advantage of the fat burning, the appetite suppressing, and the lean muscle building effects of protein, you'd probably want to shoot for the higher end of that range. I don't believe there's much to be gained from going any higher than that. Now, I'm going to save you a lot of math and give you a simple rule of thumb. To get about a third of your calories from protein, eat approximately one gram of protein for every pound you weigh. And if you think in kilograms, you eat about two grams for every kilogram you weigh. And if you measure your weight in stones, you're on your own. I have never understood what that meant. Now, it's absolutely possible to meet your protein needs using regular foods like eggs, meat, nut, soy, and dairy foods. Vegetarians may have to work a little bit harder. You can also use protein powders or shakes if you find them convenient, but there's no particular advantage to them versus other food sources of protein. My advice if you're going to use a protein powder is to keep it simple. Look for a plain protein powder, say one made from eggs or whey or soy, one with a minimum amount of added ingredients like herbs, sweeteners, flavorings, and other stuff. For best results, spread your protein throughout the day. Have some at every meal and some with every snack. Not only will your body be able to make better use of the protein, but you won't have to eat a two-pound steak for dinner in order to meet your requirements. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to some resources that list how much protein is in common foods so you can get a sense of what it takes to meet your daily quota. One last quick and dirty tip. You can't lose weight by eating more calories, even if the extra calories are protein. Protein's got some good stuff going for it, but it's not magical. If you are increasing your protein intake and you don't want to gain weight, just make sure that you cut back on the amount of other foods that you're eating. This is Monica Reinagle, the Nutrition Diva, reminding you that these tips are not intended as medical advice. Please work with your health professional to determine what's right for you. Visit nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com for a transcript of this episode and the links to the research that I mentioned. Post comments and questions there or on my Nutrition Diva Facebook page. I answer a lot of listener questions in my free weekly email tips. So if you've sent a question my way, be sure you're signed up to receive that. Now have a great day and eat something good for me. 